When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. This is episode 10 of the Four Better Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm Zach, and Laura's here with me, and we are still talking about stress and its effects on the relationships, and specifically how you can buffer your relationship from external stress. Uh, so we ready to get started? We're ready. Okay. Let's do this. Cool. What's new with you today? What's new with me? Yes. You're, Gosh, zen, you're all zen. You're not, you're not stressed about anything, so that's cool, but like, is there anything else we should know about? <laughs> oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. You... Uh, you you did this like uh, I mean I'm still on my cleanse right so you did this like social yeah. media cleanse where you deleted everything how's that going? <laughs> what? Oh, uh, let's just say my social media cleanse was um, short lived. I think you had asked about this maybe a few weeks back, and I, I you felt deleted very Facebook good. and like Amazon and something else, right? I did. Yeah, I felt really good about it. And I probably I think I oh, I think I downloaded Facebook back onto my phone. Are you ready for this? 4 hours later? 4 hours. I'm guessing that it was probably when I was putting my son to bed and he's just rolling around in bed and I just needed something to kill the time. And um is, yep, is, there we go. Is 4 hours enough time to like um to feel, to feel the pain. To feel, yeah, to feel pain. Yeah, I guess so. Or the, to, the loneliness. Or to feel good. <laughs> Nobody's paying attention to me anymore. Um, but you know what I did was I, I have been actually aware of, of that time that I was spending. And so now I'm turning to Kindle and I'm, I'm reading books at a crazy rate because uh, instead of going to Facebook and just seeing the same old posts, I'm actually reading. So doing something good with my in-between time. Are you reading with your eyes yeah. or are you reading with your ears? I'm reading with my eyes in those moments. Okay. But I, I'll i tell you what, I've been consuming books at such a rapid pace because you, at the beginning of this year, said that you were going to do 12 Yep. Autobiographies? No, 12 biographies. How's that going? 12 biographies. 12 biographies. Okay. Um, I have you three and a half. You're a little behind, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm behind. <laughs> um <laughs> I get excited about stuff and then I get excited about other stuff. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can be your life coach if you need me to. I'm good. I will send you text messages on a daily basis saying, read those biographies. No, I don't have time to read biographies. I'm too busy recording podcasts. <laughs> okay, so speaking of podcasts, yeah. we're oh, is that what we're, we're doing are, right now? Um, is that what we are? Happening? Yes. <laughs> Remember, folks, yeah. Zach and I uh, are we're just buddies that like yeah. to chat. Yeah, and we're here to help you. So we're talking about stress. In the last podcast, we were discussing utilizing the relationship to serve as a buffer between stress, not really between, because we kind of discuss that language. But if you were to imagine you and your partner standing side by side and locking arms and you have stress on the other side of the table, that's sort of what we're talking about, using your relationship as a buffer from stress, outside stress. Yeah, today and today we want to talk about 
tips and tricks and strategies that we use or that we know about. But I really want to emphasize this one point because I have been saying this over and over and over again in my practice with couples. And I hold my two fists up in the air like this. I've got my fists up like right hand, left hand, because those are the two fists I have. Um, (laughs) Yes. And the left hand is the tips and the tricks and the practices and the the strategies that you might use to improve your relationship. But the right hand is really about the themes and the principles and the ideas and the, um, the triggers and the, and the larger uh, sort of patterns in your life that make the tools relevant. And I think you have to do the work of sort of marrying them. So if we don't, mm. if we don't talk about, I mean, we can talk about tips and tricks and strategies all day long, but I, I really mm-hmm. think that you should go back to the last episode, if you haven't wrapped your head completely around this notion, mm-hmm. which is that the secret or a secret to a happy marriage is that couples come up with strategies to protect the relationship from external stress, uh, to mm-hmm. proactively do that. And, there, and, and, and I have some ideas, but they might not work for you. And you guys do things that don't work for us. And there are yeah. some prescriptions out there that are brilliant, but sometimes they miss the mark based on your personality. But that doesn't mean you, you give up on the it, maybe it means you give up on the practice, but you still are chasing down the truth of the principle, if that makes sense. Like you have to still find the one that works for you, but the principle is the thing that matters. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah. know, I've just been really thinking about so that a lot as lately. You're, as you're talking about this uh, protecting the relationship, I imagine the relationship being a lot like a castle. Again, I think I've made this analogy because I'm watching this video series on Netflix about castles and queens and whatnot. And you really are sort of building this fortress around your relationship. It's the thing that's most sacred to your life is this relationship. And before you ever enter the castle wall, you're leaving the stress behind and you're using that castle uh, wall as like this protector, this barrier. So I want to share something that we do in our our household uh, for stress and something that I think is really important. And a lot of us, we're going to kind of talk about what couples can do together, but I think it's important that we each manage our stress individually before we ever get to our partnership. Oh, you know what? I really dig that you're doing that. I, I, I wasn't quite sure where you were headed, but I think that's the right idea. I, I always say that couples, couples therapy works best and couples work best when two like emotionally healthy people come to the table ready to work on their relationship. And I like that you're- yeah. I'm sorry to tip your hand, but I, I'm glad that you went there because I was like, wait, I thought we were doing the other thing. But no, go for it because I want to hear about it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, because I, I think what happens is I have couples where I start talking about using your partnership to act as a buffer. And they're like, great. So I can come home and I can just dump all my stressors on my partner. Yeah. But I also want for each person to be able to say, what can I do to manage my own stress right now? Because ultimately you are responsible for your own being. So, you know, I asked you, Zach, what do you do to manage your stress? You're not home. You're stressed out. You're driving home. You can't wait to talk to Rebecca. You can't wait to have that partnership and that empathy. But what are you doing to be able to manage your own stress before you even get home? Um, Well, specifically, especially on days that I'm in my office. And my office is a taxing environment for me. I mean, I spend my day listening to people who are really struggling. And I sometimes, honestly, I just sit here. I just sit here for another 10 or 15 minutes and Mm. breathe. I take a bunch of, I've learned like a a lot of different breathing sort of techniques that work for me. And I think the other Mm -hmm. thing for me is 
knowing that I have things on the horizon is really helpful. Um, mm. Knowing that I have a, like a workout coming up or knowing that I have maybe a time with um, some friends coming Your up. Water or, stations. Yeah. My water station. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, oh, here's a third thing. I, uh, and this is maybe a little bit more advanced, but Rebecca knows that when I am stressed out, the way to calm me down is to be nice to me. And I, that mm. might sound like simple, but I, I just really, if she is proactively nice to me, smiles mm-hmm. at me or answers the phone with a light voice or gives me a big hug or mm-hmm. brings me a glass of water or something, like I, it dissipates so fast. But I suppose the first two strategies are really my own, you know, kind of this mental yeah. sort of breathing thing or the... The, uh, having things to look forward to, to look your forward sort to. of water stations. Yeah, right well, I would say the third one is also yours in, in the sense that when you're taking responsibility for your own stress and you are thinking, I'm not going to dump on my partner when I get home, but I'm also going to help manage my own stress is that you along the way have verbalized to your partner, Hey, I'm not feeling stressed, but, or I'm, I'm feeling stressed right now, but what I would really love for you is to is to be extra kind to me and gentle because um, I'm just I really need that from you and I think that that's also something that you're taking ownership of. She didn't just come up with it on all on her own. Along the way, she's learned it because you verbalized that need. Well, and I think there's a and, and I think we verbalized this need in in opposition to the other thing, which was I would come home stressed out or complaining about something, yeah. and she would try to fix it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> There's no fixing. You do not get to fix this. Like, um, I understand that you're being good intentioned, but it only put me in a spot to kind of want to resist, you know? Yeah. So if, if step one is recognizing your own stress and being your sort of manager of your own stress, then step two is going to be how can couples come together to, um, be able to provide a buffer for that outside stress. What What is something that you would suggest for couples to do? Yeah, I, this is actually, um, again, why I think it's really important to understand the principle, which is that couples need to come up with strategies unique to their relationship that help them stay sane. Um, and I, I teach that in my practice, usually beginning with one that Dr. Gottman came up with. John Gottman has this um, this intentional conversation, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. called the stress-reducing conversation. And it is literally mm-hmm. for the purpose of reducing stress and protecting the relationship from external uh, pressure. And the way yeah. that it works is that, you know, uh, the prescription anyway, is that each partner has 10 minutes, you set a timer, one partner comes home and says, this is what uh, is on my mind, this is what's stressing me out, or this is what I feel like should be different or could be different. Mm-hmm. It's not always mm-hmm. work stuff. It could be could be relationship with your parents or whatever it is that you've been mulling over. And then the, the second partner's job is strictly to listen um, and to mm-hmm. go, yep, mm-hmm, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's awful. Oh yeah. Your boss is empathize, yeah. active yeah. listening. Yes. Um, but literally those are the rules. That is the rule. And then the bell rings, ding, maybe there's a hug or kiss. And then you change sides another 10 mm-hmm. minutes. Second partner gets a chance. And then the first partner's job is to go, yep, mm, that's terrible. Yeah, mm, gosh. Mm -hmm. And it's not patronizing. It is simply just the rule of the conversation. And the Mm -hmm. thing about it is it's brilliant. It it works, especially when people know that they can ask for it. I need a stress-reducing conversation right now. Or Mm -hmm. the listener can understand that for 10 minutes, you have one job, which is just to be (laughs) on your partner's team. Like just to tell your partner, I'm here for you and I got your back. 
Yeah. And that can reduce stress for a lot of people. And okay, so you nailed something there, and I want to dig a little deeper. I'm going to cut you off because I think you're going to keep going, but I want you to talk about, you said something about being on your partner's team. And I think that is nailing the idea that you and your partner are unified against this third party, which is this unwanted, unwarranted outside stress that you are on your partner's team. When your partner comes home and complains that they got to work late and that their partner or their boss called them out, chewed them out in front of everybody, embarrassed them, even if you're like, of course you were late to work, you're always late to work. You're, You're you're just perpetually late and it drives me bonkers. Even if that's what you're thinking, you're on your partner's team. So what are you going to do? You're going to empathize with the feeling that your partner had of being embarrassed and feeling uh, you know, ashamed at work and being called out for something in front of everybody else. So you're going to empathize and be on their team. It's team us rather than team me or team you. Okay. That's my interjection. I hope you still have what your thought process was. No, well, two things that I'm going to put, I'm going to put the team thing in a pocket. We're going to save it for another podcast because I can talk about teamwork all day long. And in fact, when couples come in and said, we just want to feel more like a team, I go to town. So I'm really excited to talk about that sometime. Good. But the, but the other thing is, I think that, um, again, it's about the rules, right? And the rules of the stress reducing conversation are clear. In fact, you might, you might, Understand that when the timer goes on, your job is to go click, click, and just turn that little knob in your brain that suspends judgment long enough to help your partner feel less uh, less stressed out. The other thing yeah. is, I think that there is a time for what I would call the Saturday morning conversation. It's when you wake up on Saturday, you don't have anywhere to be or any, any place to go, and that's I not know universally true. I don't know what person ever <laughs> yeah, has that. <laughs> but you know, you don't have like the standard stressors. Maybe Friday night was a good night because you got to have a cocktail or go on a date night or something. Okay. But um, but Saturday morning is the time when you can go, hey, babe, I've been thinking about this a little bit. And mm-hmm. we really do need to do something about your lateness. Like it mm-hmm. really is a problem that you are chronically late and it's disrespect mm-hmm. or whatever that conversation is, but it's not in the heat of in a conflict the context. moment. Yes, right. It's it's a it's just like separate and it helps you solve a yeah. problem without deepening the sense of shame or embarrassment or whatever. Mm. So I think the so, Saturday morning conversation can help you protect the relationship from external stress because it's not because again the rules are clear. Mhm. And I guess part of it is that we have a responsibility to be there for our partners. So if our partners coming home and they're saying I'm so stressed out, I just I, I hate work. I hate going to work. My body hurts. I'm there too early. I miss out on fun things to be able to empathize in the moment of having that stress reducing conversation. And then on Saturday mornings to be able to say, you know, honey, I've been thinking a lot about this and I've looked at the finances. I've looked at your resume. And I think it might be a good idea for us to entertain other options right now because uh, this is a perpetual stressor in your life, and I'd like to be on Team Us and figure out how we can remove this stressor from the relationship. That's getting into problem solving, and that's a separate thing than having that stress-reducing conversation. That's what you're saying. Totally, totally. But here's the other cool. thing I'm saying is, for some people, the stress-reducing conversation sounds like a nightmare. I would never want to do that, like dedicate 20 yes. minutes where I have to dump my whole day and, da, 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 and listen in this way. The stress-reducing conversation, it's not going to work for some people. So maybe yeah. all they need is a quiet walk or they need the promise of a of a shared sitcom or they need to mm. um, share a bottle of wine and after the kids go to bed and just mm-hmm. just just talk about their dreams or breathe for God's sake. I mean it doesn't really even just matter. Me. If you mm-hmm. have a conviction about the principle, 
that your job is to come up with proactive strategies that mm-hmm. will help you protect the relationship from external stress, then mm-hmm. you get to play with the practices and find the ones that work for you. You don't have to just cool. grab one out of a book or off a podcast because um, it might not work. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. It's the idea of not letting your stress run rampant and take over. Um, I hope I said rampant correctly. If my husband was here, he would say, uh, uh, is rampant the correct word? Rampant is good. It's good. Yeah. I do, I, I uh, okay. Think- but if you allow it to run... What, what's, how would you say it wrong? Well, I, rampant. The pro, Okay, here's a little secret about me. I missed a lot of elementary school. I moved around a lot. I went to, I, I went to other countries. And so oftentimes I'll say something and my husband will be like, that's not the word you were trying to use. And so uh-huh. he's sort of constantly helping me hone my English skills. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Laura held up. Laura held up quote fingers when she said helping. <laughs> um, hey, uh, we, are, we are at the end of our time. We need to delay this conversation. Or put wrap it, it up. Wrap it up. Put it on the other one. Yeah. So I think, what's the takeaway today? I think, you know, that's kind of what I was getting at when before you interrupted me. No, I'm just kidding. Mm, <laughs> Is that um, it's about being aware of your stressors and not allowing them to enter into that sacred uh, fort, fortridge? Fort- fortress. <laughs> fortress. Thank you. <laughs> the castle. Yeah, I gotcha. And, but um, you know, some people need to, okay, so we're agreed that we need to protect the castle, but sometimes you right. protect it with a drawbridge and sometimes with a moat or a, a giant yeah, wall or a dragon. Techniques. You know, there's, yeah. Yeah. Who are we to give you one technique? There's many, many different techniques. But thinking about you and your partner is being on the same team and looking across the table at stress, this outside stress, this third entity, and saying, we're going to take this on together. This is not a solo project, a solo mission. So I think that that's the that's the final takeaway here. All right, cool. All right. Um, well, until next, next time. time, we're still oh, talking you know about what? stress. We're still talking about stress, and you know what we're doing? We're trying to find that um, that inspiring, hopeful, uh, amazing catchphrase that people usually say at the end of their podcast that makes you feel full of life and joy. And uh, we are we opening up to ideas. So if you have any thing that you you want us to say it. Okay, here's mine. Are you ready? All right. Yes. Laura yes. and Zach signing off on your side. All right. Okay. Um, we'll catch you later. Bye. Thanks. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I have a couple of things for you. Number one, thank you for those of you who have given us reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate it. It helps to get the message out there. For those of you who are having a hard time giving us a review, it's probably because you're trying to do it on your app, which unfortunately you just can't do it. You have to actually sit down at your computer on the desktop and go to iTunes and do it there. So we thank you in advance. I'm giving you a, like an air high five right now for you giving us that five-star review. And then second, the holidays are coming up and this is actually a tough time for couples probably because the holidays stir up a lot of emotion there's a little bit of extra time that's spent um, with each other and i wanted to give you a tool to be able to use with your partner so if you go to forbetter.us get started you'll be able to download our free um, ebook it's 20 questions for deeper intimacy and really what we wanted to do was just give you a guide to be able to open up discussion between you and your partner give you some conversation starters so that you can have deeper connection during the holidays but mostly you know what I just want to thank you so much for your time your attention 
and for the energy that you're investing in your relationship for better. Thanks. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.